Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 5 Minutes Podcast. Today, I'd like to talk about system thinking. What is system thinking? And I think that the best way to explain it's by doing the opposite. It's to explain the traditional analysis. Usually, in the past, when we were analyzing a system, what did we do? Basically, we split that big system into smaller pieces, and we analyze each of these pieces. I want just to give you a simple example. Imagine the process of manufacturing a car in the auto industry, okay? So I look at the painting, I take a look on the electrical works, I take a look on the suspension, and I take a look on the final assembly. And I take a look on each of these pieces, trying to understand how I can optimize them, where are the problems, and how I should update. However, this works with one assumption that is now very risky and very and very not useful, is that these systems, they do not talk to each other. But in reality, everything talks and there is a very strong connection between pieces of the system. And this is where system thinking comes in place. So system thinking studies how parts, they interrelate and how this system behaves over time. So what do I want? I want to say, okay, if I change a process due to an improvement or due to a digital transformation in one part of my value chain, what will happen with other pieces? Will they keep the equilibrium or they will have some kind of reinforcement? And this is exactly what we want to talk now. So basically, you compare two things, equilibrium and reinforcement. When you change something, you test, does the system still maintain the equilibrium? Or when I change something, there is a reinforcement in one part or one component of the system. For example, you are transforming the way you do the painting on the car. And then you simulate that. And then what do you do? You test in other pieces of the system to see, okay, what will happen with, for example, the final assembly? And maybe doing that new kind of painting, you can create a trouble, for example, in the final assembly or a trouble in the warranty over time. So you can evaluate this down in the value chain or even in other related components. A second example, I was talking about the F1 and the race and how they simulate. So basically what they do, they do this kind of system thinking on their cars. So they study the track and they try to calculate, okay, if I change the suspension of the car by one inch or by 2.5 centimeters, what will happen with the tires? What will happen with the fuel consumption? So you simulate it. This is exactly the system thinking. Because sometimes you reduce that and this gives more grip to the car on the turns. However, it will spend more fuel for any reason. And this fuel will weight the car and then you may lose power. I'm just saying, of course, I'm not an expert on that, but I'm just talking how the system behaves. So basically, what do you do if you have a part or a component that is facing a reinforcement and you don't do anything? There is a risk that the system will collapse. So you need to balance and bring that to the equilibrium. So this is system thinking. And system thinking expands our ability to solve problems. And we know that there is no perfect. So most of the time when we are working with system thinking, we are using, of course, simulation, modeling, but we are in an awareness that there is no perfect solution. 
that one side will create trouble to another side. So if you speed up, for example, the delivery of components, maybe you will create trouble in your stock system because you will have to manage a far bigger stock. So if you, for example, do one thing on your weather forecast using one behavior, if something changes, the system behaves completely different. So basically, what is system thinking? It's the set of skills your analytical skills to understand this casualty and reinforcement and equilibrium of your system. Plus your awareness, your awareness that you cannot control everything in your system. Plus the simulation tools. And I'm not talking only about statistical simulation. I'm talking about, for example, for construction is a simulation tool that will understand and will show you how the systems behave. I'm not talking about manufacturing. This is deeply used in projects, in any sort of projects. For example, if you are developing a system, maybe something you do here will open a bridge in terms of security that will create a risk of a hacker invasion or a risk of a legal claim. Some final examples, weather forecast, climate change, global supply chain. Did you see what we are facing now? For example, with the global supply chain due to COVID, because of the ports opening and closing, opening and closing, what happened is that half of the planet has the ships and the goods and the other half has the containers, empty containers. So how do you match in this? Because they don't have containers, they cannot ship. So all this bottleneck is creating such a chaos in the global supply chain that the prices of the freight, maritime freight, increase at oh, 10x. Another example is the fight against terrorism and this kind of intelligence and counterintelligence, economic policy. So all of these are really strong examples of system thinking. And this is why PMI on the standards put such an emphasis making system thinking the fifth principle of the standard. It's because there is no way you can handle your project without understanding the complexity of your system and the complexity where your project is operating in. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm sorry for my English. Some words are quite tricky for me. Okay, and I hope you had a wonderful week.